0: Welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast. It's your host, Michael. We're the college admissions podcast for the students, by the students. Today, I'm joined once again by Sean. Sean and I already talked about the college college admissions process in a previous episode. We were taking a deep dive into William the Reader's post about college admissions. He was a former admissions officer, and he posted it on Reddit's r slash applying to college subreddit, so talked about that and all the controversy around it. Today we're gonna to talk about college admissions again, and we're gonna be talking about essays, and particularly since it's kind of early out in the process, how to brainstorm an idea, how to pick what idea works, and how to get started on writing out that that idea. So Sean, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast.
1: I prefer to be back here, honestly. Like I'm in the midst of writing my essays, and I uh, <laughs> well to put things shortly, I'm I'm supposed to be. Way farther ahead right now than I originally planned to. I'm just hoping this will give me some ideas, and uh we'll see where that goes.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like most people feel that way that <laughs> they plan to be further ahead.
1: So what I've been seeing, and I'm I'm a frequent browser on like Reddit's r/slash a2c every admission cycle, people post uh, rants about the college admission system, rants about college essays, people. They post posts asking people to read their essays. Mainly, it's a pretty uh, stressful place. I'm trying not to be there at the moment.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I found it. I find it kind of comforting. Um, and teaser: there'll be a very special episode with a very special someone from the r/slash applying to college subreddit coming out either next week or the week after that. So stay tuned. No spoilers. But I think one of the common themes from that subreddit, from me just browsing it both now as kind of a private counselor, but also back in high school as someone who's very confused, is everybody is just like, how do I write these essays? (laughs) And that's fair because in high school, I don't think we do a lot of work with personal narratives. It becomes much more about research essay writing or like literary analysis type writing. And so this is kind of of a new or at least haven't, hasn't been used in a very long time type kind of skill, personal essay writing, personal narrative writing. So I guess to, to kick us off, Sean, how has, you know, coming up with ideas been not, not picking them not writing them, just like finding what to write about.
1: So the common app opened like one or two days before it was supposed to, um, I ignored it for like a month or so. Until I realized it was the end of summer, <laughs> and I probably should get a head start on some stuff, because all my classes were weighted next year. Uh, I had a big workload. <laughs> so, first of all, I sat down, I looked at some of the essay prompts, UChicago had a few weird ones, I think, and then I just started to wonder, like, what what in my entire high school career is has actually been interesting, and not just... Something that people write about to show off, or people write about to—I uh, mean, otherwise it's just too cliche. What what I mean is, I don't want to write about, say, debate team and how it was like a really overcoming experience for me because I see that on places like R slash A two C, and it just gives me the impression that it's cliche.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think the first thing you want to do is is kind of set aside those types of concerns and fears. I think the best brainstorming comes when you just have a blank piece of paper and you're just writing stuff down because that's when you just have everything come out. Anything you could possibly think of, you just write down as an idea and then you can filter later. Like obviously you don't have to write about the things that you think are cliche, uh, but at least you have those as, as options.
1: Right. So the stream of consciousness technique, I've heard it a lot on, um, R slash A two C, I actually tried that. So my school just started a day ago, eight slash twenty six, Monday. Before that, uh, sort of a week before, I was also prepping for subject tests at this
0: time. Oh right, right, right. right. The twenty fourth. Yeah. Big day for everybody.
1: It's not a, it's not a great day to write stream of consciousness essays because
0: I think. No, it's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, half the time I was thinking about math. I was taking the math two subject test. But I went ahead and did that for one of the prompts. Question one, Chicago. I'll just uh, say it directly. How does the University of Chicago, as you know it now, satisfy your desire for a particular kind of learning community and future? Please address with some specific, uh, specificity your own wishes and how they relate to UChicago. So I had spent way too much time on r slash A2C that day. Um, Also, the SAT-centric test prep wasn't helping. So the first thing I saw when I heard the prompt was like, this is what literally went through through my mind. How does the University of California, Chicago, (laughs) as you know it now, satisfy your desire to serve as a slave in a financial corporation, enslave yourself to a big banking finance job in the hopes of getting money in the future? UC, Chicago. That's UC, Chicago for you. Then I realized, wait. It's, I'm not even applying to uh, finance, and it's not U C Chicago. <laughs> I, I swear, like every R slash A two C has transformed my interpretations of like Stanford and U Chicago into just Saint Anford and U C Chicago. That that's literally all I see when I see U Chicago and Stanford anymore.
0: <laughs> R slash applying to college. That it's what it's what the subreddit does to people.
1: Yeah, I, I can't say it hasn't been like an overall helpful resource but it's just the caused me to adopt some questionable like word choices so anyways the, the stream of consciousness essay that I wrote afterwards it had to do with a mix of like, academic rigor so every negative thing I heard about the university I tried to find another like side of it and turn it into a positive thing so like Chicago, I heard that it, it's pretty hard. The students, there don't have a social life.
0: <laughs> the place where fun goes to die.
1: Yeah, and uh, great deflation in everything, too. So I was like, you Chicago provides the premier reality for people looking to enter academic fields. I don't know, something like that. I don't know what I wrote exactly. And actually, in terms of consciousness, I'm sure it works if I was probably in a better state of mind, but it ended up looking like I was... I ironically pointing out you chicago's fallacies by uh, emphasizing them in the opposite way so it looked kind of sarcastic to be honest
0: i would say though that for those types of white college essays it's actually very hard to write them stream of consciousness because you have to do research Right, like I did an episode about this back with uh, Dominic and me nee back in the day. I think literally last year, and we were talking about how to make those stand out. You have to be very specific about the programs you want to do. So those are hard to do stream of consciousness. Um, but but I think in general, like the first thing you should do when you're just like looking at a blank screen, isn't even necessarily to write stream of consciousness. It's to brainstorm stream of consciousness. So like before you even start writing stories how to think about what you're writing. And when you're at that stage, I think that's a really crucial moment for you to put all your cards on the table and list every single story that happened to you that is like mildly interesting because then you can cold the list. Right. I think the other way of doing it is, is so that's like more story up, like bottom up, right? Get your story and then you can figure out everything else. I think you can also start top down And think about, like, what are the characteristics of yourself you want to emphasize? Use that as a framework and then think, like, okay, if I want to emphasize that I'm entrepreneurial, I'm going to come up with some things that support that. And then maybe those are extracurricular activities. Like, oh, I joined an entrepreneurship club. Okay, well, let's maybe come down a level and think specific stories about that extracurricular activity that connects back up to the big, you know, theme of entrepreneurship. So that you, like, end up building, like, a pyramid which like sounds sketchy. Your <laughs> like your college essay is a, as a pyramid scheme. But you get the idea, right? Like you start from start from a big overarching framework about what you want to prove about yourself and then go down a layer and then down a layer from that.
1: That's that's so very true and actually ironically I do have like a like my application has a major interest in entrepreneurship. And just so how I did it, I haven't done many of, like, the interest essays yet. I've done most of the, like, school-specific essays, you know, why do you want to attend here? I've done a couple of the, uh, you know, interest essays so far. I, I guess you could call them that. And what I've always ended up writing for is I have made a list of like, certain experiences that I had in that field. So for entrepreneurship, I, I haven't written out the essay yet ideas, so... Some of the ideas are, like, uh, really bad. I think I told you this before, but I had an idea where I talked about how me and a bunch of co-founders were planning to start a company, and uh, it turned out it didn't go well before we even got incorporated. One of my co-founders went and backstabbed me and kicked me out of the uh, the company. And, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, to run a company, you only need a CEO and a CTO. Like, you really don't need, like, a CFO or COO. But I spun that into sort of like overcoming adversity tale Pretty cliche on my part, but I was just listing ideas at that time.
0: Well you know, I think that's an interesting question. Like if you have your list of ideas, whether you did it, you know, bottom up with just a bunch of stories or, or top down by starting with kind of like a characteristic and proving that. I think that you know when you're thinking about what to filter, I think avoiding cliches is one of them, but but like cliches are cliches for a reason. It's because like a lot of people have those experiences. And so it's like hard to say no cliches because most of your essays are probably a little bit bit cliche. I, I think though, what makes them different is you, right? Like what's special about you is you. And like, you know, like, Oh, all the people are groaning at home. It's like, Oh my goodness. Like grandpa gal is out here, like making us feel better. But, but it's like true. Like all you have to differentiate yourself is your own experiences. So like, maybe it's true that everybody's quote unquote overcome adversity. But how have you done that in your specific life story, and your specific experiences? And then that makes it different. Now, if you just write an essay like, my life sucked, but I overcame that and got good grades, period. And that was it. Like, obviously, that's awful. But if you personalize it with your own story and your own situation and being specific about the details, then that turns a cliche into something that's actually very revealing about yourself.
1: Yeah, actually... I think that's so true. And I think there's another side which students actually disregard in a lot of college forums. I mean, you see all the college essay guides out there that tell you, you know, if you're going to write about adversity, it's a good thing to have adversity in your life. I mean, like, obviously not like in the other context of your life. But in terms of college essay writing, it does give you something to talk about. But the problem with a lot of students is they end up writing about adversity. But they never end up writing exactly about how to overcome it or just saying, you know, the adversity still afflicts me today. That's why I'm handicapped, considered to other applicants. You could you could call it that. And it's sort of like you're expecting the admission officer to make to make, you know, lower expectations for you directly. Like you're literally asking the admissions officer to lower the expectations.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to jump in here because I I want to be like sensitive here because it's it's not that like, like you can speak for yourself, but for me, it's not that if you've gone, had, went through adversity, writing about the adversity is somehow like makes you weaker or somehow is like, please like begging or something. If like you've gone through tough stuff, totally fine to write about it. And frankly, like, as a huge believer in affirmative action, I think it's totally fine for an admissions officer to be like, wow, this kid has gone through some really awful stuff that, like, rich kids or white kids or men or, like, people in America versus people in international places, like, people who are privileged, have not gone through. And I think that's totally reasonable to be considered and also totally reasonable to write about.
1: Yeah, I guess my viewpoint here would be Admissions officers would know this stuff, and increasingly so, process of college admissions gives them more of the right to know so. So if you look at the new stuff with the SAT adversity score, that's directly a tool to let admissions officers know the status. I mean, of course, the admissions officer is going to know uh, how much adversity you're going to go through if you choose to mention it in your essay. My point is just, there are a lot of people and they have gone through a lot of adversity in their life, and they definitely deserve to um, to have it recognized in their college applications. But the problem is that they write about it so much, into a certain degree, that they don't emphasize the uh, the countermeasures that they had to lift themselves out of that sort of adversity and place them at least next to regular students who haven't faced that
0: adversity. Why well, I think that's a that's a Good point, which is that I am a firm believer in a structural way of looking at the world. Like I'm a firm believer that you don't just get to decide what you want to do. Like there are some things that are just outside of your control. Like if, like I went to a Title One school where there was a lot of underfunding of certain really important things. If you have a bad math teacher because they're underpaid and have to work another job, then Maybe your math scores aren't so good and you don't have control of your math teacher. But that type of structural explanation, while I agree with you and while is true, is not a college essay. Like a college essay cannot be listing out stats about how teachers are underpaid and that leads to bad things. It needs to be about you and your response to that. Or maybe how you discovered that there were inequalities about structures. But, but the focus of the college essay is about you and you within structures, style structures that aren't so good. But, but the focus is always on, on you, the applicant.
1: In my essays, actually, I, I've just started writing this one a couple days ago. It's more of like an insight type of essay. Basically, I wrote, I started writing about um, in California, I'll just give you a bit of background. Politically, it always votes blue. So everybody would think that it's completely democratic. In truth, it's only like a few coastal cities, like San Francisco, LA, that represent the majority of California, and uh, they're overwhelmingly blue. But rural California, or at least like places like San Diego, most of NorCal, they're pretty uh, conservative as far as it goes. My essay idea was about me being on a debate travel team. We go to different, like local tournaments specifically, the judge pool. I, I'm sure you would notice varies wildly in like local tournaments, whether it be, you know, uninformed parents or, you know, full on former college debaters. Uh, so what ended up happening was so we were going around in the conservative area as a local tournament. We came to this school, which is out in the countryside. So we had a topic that was sort of heavily sensitive in terms of some of the arguments you made you could choose to run an argument on the pro side. And the argument basically relied on the assumption that Muslims were going to keep committing acts of terrorism in the Middle East because of their nature. Oh, and
0: well, that's racist.
1: And it definitely is. But in the whole context of debate, some some of the debaters, their morals are kind of questionable, to be honest. (laughs) But in this specific circumstance, there were teams that were considering it, running it, because there were a lot of conservative people in the region who believed that type of stuff.
0: Oh, those people are bad. Oh, no. Those debaters are bad people. I don't like that. So, I
1: mean, the judging pool in that sort of area, it isn't exactly the highest quality either. And you can sort of tailor your arguments around what your judge wants to hear. I mean, not saying we did it, but we, uh, my essay was, we saw the problem that debate teams were doing this like they were actively exploiting this kind of stuff. Actually one of our, some of our teammates were considering doing it. Uh, but we ended up, um, not doing it. And we went to the tournaments. So, I mean, in debate, in the debate community, people don't really care what type of arguments you run as long as you don't win off of it for the wrong purposes. But, uh, in this sort of tournament setting here in the conservative area, everybody knew somebody who was running this type of argument, and for the most part, people were fine with it. We led a whole, um, I guess, movement in the debate community in the area addressed the issue, uh, to put things short, that sort of stuff. That was my essay.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea, right? And the reason why I like it is one, you know, our conversation early. It's not just complaining about bad things in the world. It's not just like islamophobia is a thing and it's bad right that that's an essay which i am 120 percent down with but just does not make a good personal statement because it isn't personal it's about a structural issue and while true is not good for the task of a personal essay but what you do is, is you talk about your response to that structure, and you centered on you rather than the problem, how you tried to address the problem, how you felt about the problem. That's what I like about it. The other thing I like about it, though, is it, it shows some, some type of reflection. And I think this piece gets to both about how you should brainstorm and how you should filter. As you're brainstorming, you want to be you know, reflective about what you've done in, in four years of high school and, and why you think all that is important or, or not so important. When you're filtering, you want to be reflective and think this story might be good and it might be like a fun thing to tell friends, but does it actually mean something? Does it actually say something about myself to admissions officers? Because that's that's the point of an essay, right? Right, It's to tell a part of yourself to the admissions admissions officers that they wouldn't get from just reading your resume or looking at your grades. And so if you can't find what I call a takeaway for an essay, that might be a moment to be like, maybe I don't go forward with it.
1: I haven't exactly gotten into the personal essays yet, but a couple of them can be quite crazy. I don't know if you heard of the example of the uh, the Stanford essay, like a couple years ago. He just wrote, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what you think of that essay? It's
0: a good question. So, if I was advising him at the time, I would have told him that would been a bad idea and clearly i would have been wrong i still think that doing that was kind of a lottery ticket situation where it's like questionable and and if just like a random kid who had no kind of experience in activism around racial issues whether they're black or not i would tell him not to write it because while I agree with the sentiment of Black Lives Matter and saying that as loud and as often as possible, if you don't have an actual connection to that, it doesn't really make sense. Like, if I as an Asian kid were to write Black Lives Matter a billion times, I have no experience in racial politics. That would be very bad. And even if you're black, you know, like, it, 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 it like, there's obviously a personal connection to it but, it, but there's no, like, backing that you've done something about that that claim, I guess. It it worked for him because he was not just like a random kid who was like Black Lives Matter. The kid who did that had a huge history in activism and had a huge history in in doing politics within the African-American community. And so like, I think what a lot of people forget is that part, that it wasn't just like the flashy part is just that he wrote Black Lives Matter a billion times. The part that people miss and, and probably because conservatives twist it is that there is something to back that up it's not just something that he did because he had nothing else to write about it's something he wrote about because that's literally his application is he was an activist he was someone who you know fought on racial issues
1: yeah and it's kind of crazy when you look at it from a normal person's perspective i mean his entire resume was entirely crazy of course but just the notion that
0: Crazy, I think, in a good way. Yeah.
1: In my opinion. Just the notion that, you know, admissions officers, this sort of stuff could be accepted as a personal sort of essay. It just shows you like how much essay diversity exists in terms of admissions officers' eyes.
0: But but I think what is true though is that you have to make sure that your essay reveals something about you or explains something about you. And the about you is the important part. It's not just some random thing right it's something that like explains and kind of kind of he- here here's how i like to call it like the essay is the glue that unites all the other parts of your application sean go ahead and like list some of the things you do like your extracurricular activities your interests yeah what are some of the things
1: well i do a lot of magazine writing as i said before magazine writing. i do debate. Debate. just a lot of entrepreneurship stuff in general entrepreneurship and i'm in a lot of social initiatives on the west coast so i I work with a bunch of nonprofits to promote sort of entrepreneurship clubs in local schools.
0: Okay. So that's a lot of stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm I'm sort of lucky in this regard because it all ties together into one sort of main thing. I'm well aware of it at this point. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, like I don't I don't know if that's actually a lot of stuff for entrepreneurshipy related, but I think, you know, like if you were to kind of like have gone abstract yourself out from college admissions like some of it still feels a little bit like disjointed and and for most people it feels disjointed like for a lot of people they just do like do sports do a club do volunteer work be because like that's what you're told to do it's so, like that type of disjointedness needs to be brought together in your essay right. right and so for you if you already know the thing that coheres glues things together is, is entrepreneurship maybe talk about something specific about entrepreneurship that you're like, this is why I like it. That explains everything about your application. A particular story about entrepreneurship, that explains everything else in your application. right, so so I think there's something about how to filter a topic. You want to think what really has meaning in terms of who you are. Explain something about yourself. What has a good takeaway?
1: Exactly, and back to your point about what students are told to do, right? Students in schools, every single year, they're told if you want to get into good colleges make sure you do enough volunteering get this amount of hours go join those clubs place in these competitions and there's a lot of problems with this first of all that i think personally so first of all on the volunteering issue a lot of students for they do the majority of their volunteering in junior year and what they do is a large bulk of it comes from these overseas trips to like Right. other countries where you have to pay for them a
0: lot of rich kids do that not not most kids A bunch definitely of rich do
1: kids that. <laughs> i mean rich kids do represent an overwhelming majority of college applicants who get in and i'm pretty sure a lot of people notice by now but just writing about your service trips uh as a volunteering method or even i know i know some people uh, a lot of their volunteering hours just comes from initiatives that you have to pay for to participate in, like, yeah. like the service trips.
0: Or or like summer camps, even if they're thrown by the college you're applying to, right? Like oftentimes the summer camp and the actual admissions officers are not connected in any way. Like sometimes it's a private company licensing the name of the school to do it for. And so it's literally just like you paying.
1: <laughs> yeah. And specifically towards personal essays. I see people, a lot of my friends actually, they they write about these sort of experiences where it's not, I mean, it's pretty obvious if you pay to go on a service trip to get 200 volunteer hours. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have a good reason for mentioning that. One of my friends, and you know, he he's changed this a long time ago, but he wrote about how he was grateful, <laughs> he was kind of indifferent, and his tone throughout the essay he described a volunteer trip uh to i think china to a rural village in china and he was really disdainful oh. throughout the entire thing and it really showed off obviously he said oh this opened my eyes i didn't notice that stuff that stuff is pretty cliche but the main problem was he paid for the trip at the very least if you pay for a service trip you're, you're gonna be expected to at least be jovial like i i want to help kids build houses yeah.
0: You volunteered. You paid for it.
1: <laughs> right. And it's not sort of like I have to build houses to get volunteer hours.
0: Oh my gosh. And <laughs>
1: that's the entire theme that, I got from this essay.
0: That, that's like such that is I look, like I, I I I I am very lucky, like I am not low income, like I, I get financial aid, but but I've not never like can I afford it. Great parents grew up in a great neighborhood went to a really great school that that great gave me opportunities I, I think a lot of people don't have but but so like i i am by no means not privileged but people who don't recognize the fact that privilege helps them or or just say like oh my god having money sucks it just like pisses me off so much like oh my goodness oh boohoo i had the money to pay for an all-expense vacation to a new country like sorry (laughs) sorry i'll take the money i'll take the trip like it just like doesn't make sense it's i just i'm just always very pissed off by it and it also doesn't make for a good essay
1: just one last thing on the personal essays part and this isn't necessarily rich kids but a lot of people uh I, i know colleges are getting more competitive every year like i feel like their admissions rate are being divided, like multiplied by zero point eight five or something every single year, and that's how I feel. With this because of this, I feel like a lot of people they start seeing people on our applying to college with like oh founded an international nonprofit that sort of stuff like you know, the crazy stuff like that person is one in a million. There's only like two of those types of people in like Harvard, and yet people like follow their example. So <laughs> and people. Not saying like a large proportion of people do this, who start nonprofits, but a lot of nonprofits, they're shams, basically. They're college apps, resume boosters. Same thing with companies too. Oh, for sure. And people make the mistake of writing about their nonprofit and company in their essay. People don't realize a lot of the time that if you're writing about a nonprofit or company in your essay that admissions officers they don't get that much time to look at your application, like maybe seven to fifteen minutes, like twenty at most. But that's enough time to Google your company name or nonprofit name, and see if it's incorporated in your state, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and the huge mistake people make is over exaggerate stuff. So they say they run a nonprofit, in actuality, it's like a neighborhood baking group. They call it a nonprofit because, like, occasionally they give people in their school food or something like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people run fake organizations. Yeah, and I think what people people overemphasize titles, whether it's like, oh, I'm president of this club, or, oh, I run a non, even if it's incorporated, like I I run an incorporated LLC, I run an incorporated nonprofit. It is so easy to get an LLC registered. It really is. Like I can pay seventy five dollars and open a new new business here in Texas. Done. I think it's like LegalZoom.com. Done. Done so, right? And like people know that. Like, this is and, and it's and and what people miss is like what matters is what you do with that. Like, okay, you found an organization. Who cares if it's incorporated or not? What did you do? What impact did you have? Why did you choose to do it? What did you do to kinda of like further the organization or the process? It doesn't really matter the like name or the title or even the position. I think the other thing that irks me when people do that is is coming back to the the volunteering thing. It's such like a flaunting of privilege and it's like not even acknowledging it, especially if it's just a sham nonprofit, nonprofit charity that means something you're supposed to be doing good in the world. And you just like made up a fake one in this country we have special tax things for nonprofits for a reason, because we want nonprofits to do good for society. You just made one up to get into college. Like it's such like a flaunting of I have money. So I got a lawyer and made this thing, especially if you don't do something with it. Like, if you start a non-profit or LLC, like, I am neutral to that. Not good, not bad. If it doesn't do good, but you lie about it and say it does do a lot, then I think you have done something. Not just bad for your application, but just, like, bad as as a thing to do.
1: Exactly. This is for my, uh, I mean, we're probably going to do an r slash chance b video later where we actually talk about college uh, components, like uh, application components. But a lot of people and this is for the entire application in general they write about colleges and nonprofits like as you said before just the title like i started a nonprofit that has chapters in three states basically you just got like a, a kid in connecticut and a kid in massachusetts yeah. to open a like one course at their local library and teach one of us and that's like multiple state wide nonprofit
0: yeah <laughs> it's like what did you do
1: exactly and i think there needs to be like a, a recognized metric of how to how to assess how good like, mm. your company or nonprofit is like yeah uh, whether it be profit number of members something like
0: that i think that's really interesting um especially because of the admission scandal what's a way that admissions offices can make sure people aren't just like lying on their applications like what's the actual way of verifying things I think that's an interesting question. And, and
1: honestly, I don't think colleges can, not by themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. that's why I think there needs to be, like, an external thing to help them, because they just don't have time, right?
1: Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of, actually, the story of that, um, the UPenn Wharton admit that got oh. rescinded, like, a a, a year after no. going there, because his essay was about his mom dying of cancer, and then, like, the AO called his home, and his mom picked it up, oh. so
0: don't do that don't lie i guess we should have said that at, 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 at first but don't lie it's both a bad thing to do and have very bad consequences um yeah wow
1: yeah i wouldn't want to be that guy like imagine your name on a headline like gets kicked out for lying about
0: mom having cancer i would not want to be that kid um but then again it's definitely
1: a small brain moment
0: Well, I mean, I think, like, the big thing this all connects to is when you're writing your essays, you have to be reflective. You can't just write something. There has to be a very clear reason why you're writing it, what it shows, what the takeaway is. And I think the other part of that is it has to show that you've thought about yourself in the context of other people in the world. Like, I think the reason why, look, like, I I just think people with a lot of privilege just flaunting it, not even flaunting it, but not recognizing it is a objectively bad thing to do. But but in terms of just like, you don't care about what the right thing to do is, you just care about getting to college. Like, colleges want reflective people. They do. They, they want people to think about the world. And if you just say like, I went to the service trip, it really shows, I think, a lack of reflection. Now, I think there's ways of writing service trip essays in a good way, but, but then it's like, it's such a cliche thing. And it's like the thing that admissions officer site as as things not to do so like it would be really hard to write a good essay but i think it's still possible to write a good essay like that but if you choose to go down that road please 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 recognize the fact that not everybody gets to do those things and kind of recognize the fact that you are in a world with other people that are not like you so reflective reflectiveness best essay ideas are those that are reflective it's so i think like my biggest piece of advice,
1: and that reminds me, actually, like even for the type of people, uh, high school seniors listening, who uh, <laughs> haven't even considered starting a national nonprofit, haven't even heard of that stuff until the time they are applying for colleges, are stressed out because of they hear people doing this type of stuff. I had a friend, um, a couple of years ago. He, well, he graduated a couple of years ago. He went to Yale, so. He, uh, he was actually mm. ahead of a very successful like teenager company. His grades suffered a lot because of that, but he it, it was, like, was successful to the point where he probably could not have gone to college and been successful. But in his college essays, he did not write a single thing about his accomplishments or his company. He literally wrote about waking up every morning and eating cereal like for one of his personal essays i love. I think that. in one of his paragraphs he was like he was like describing the cereals creaminess and content <laughs> okay then i was like this is borderline creepy because i think he was describing the texture
0: maybe the admissions officer is really into asmr <laughs> <laughs>
1: but i thought it was really weird but i guess it definitely showed the side of him that explain to some degree his other accomplishments
0: well i think i think like the my first reaction to that essay is like a little skeptical but i think weird essays like that only work if you connect it back to yourself like it can't just be you eating cereal it has to have like that deeper meaning that takeaway it's
1: definitely high risk high reward
0: high risk very high risk but you could do it right, like, if you if you have a takeaway, you could do it. In addition to, like, the personal essays and the,
1: the why, how, what sort of adversity have become essays, a lot of essays that are really important that people uh, don't have the right strategy, I guess, towards approaching is uh, the school-specific
0: essays, so... Yeah, brainstorming those can be hard, and filtering ideas for those can be hard.
1: Right, and, you know, college admissions officers, you've probably seen it on r slash A to C, everywhere else they say colleges they're looking for a school community and they want to see people who can help out the university community mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. serve your academic interests that sort of stuff uh, a lot of college applicants they do shotgunning like they they just shotgun top 20 colleges they look at u.s news oh yeah <laughs> and they look at a certain major i won't
0: lie i might have done that um i I applied to seven Ivys. um except all the ivies except dartmouth so like i won't i I i'm guilty yeah i mean
1: and shotgunning isn't a bad idea if you know what each school has to offer as its best sort of niche true and you know (laughs) people that can afford admissions officers a common piece of essay like among like high-end admissions officers it's like if you want to find out uh, sort of a really interesting niche in the university that's not well known but the admissions officers know it you you should like email the university professors at the university before you apply and like if you're lucky they'll remember your name mm. um but this is like to uh to basically explore like certain unique things about the programs and stuff. So you can sort of demonstrate your knowledge of how well the university is good at something.
0: Yeah. I think that's actually a great piece of advice, emailing professors. I think it's a very, it's, it's a very low risk thing, but it's also low risk, low probability, but high return thing to do. Because who knows, like maybe they reach out to the admissions office and you got a professor. I mean, like that's very unlikely. So that's why I say very low probability. But the, the point of that is just to say, like, these why college essays, you need to not brainstorm generic things. You can't just be like, I like the school because it, you know, seems like it has smart kids, period. it's Not a good sentence, not a good essay, right? Because it's not specific.
1: That was the definition of my UC Chicago stream of consciousness essay. <laughs> but, you know, I actually do know a lot about U Chicago apart from the fact that they send everybody mail and they look like they're gaming the U.S. News rankings. They
0: are gaming the U.S. News rankings. I have choice words for you, Chicago. Yeah, like... You see, Chicago. <laughs> that,
1: I mean, that SAT optional <laughs> policy, oh. that sort of stuff. Actually, I would love to see if they released their statistics on how many SAT... I mean, people applicants who didn't submit SATs got in probably a very low minority i think yeah for the u chicago specific essays you know and they're they're very 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 quirky
0: we'll have an episode by the way just about those i think because like they're just always crazy i haven't looked at them this year because none of my private students are working on them but yeah i i remember my year i remember last year's yeah Whew. we'll talk about them so stay tuned
1: and uh, i'll just go over one briefly That they're, they're, they are really fun to write honestly this short one, essay option number three, a hot dog might be a sandwich and a cereal might be a soup, but is a blank a blank? <laughs> and I'm like, you can go so far with
0: this. Oh my goodness. That...
1: Especially like the friend I talked about who wrote about cereal having a texture a cereal might be a suit
0: if he wants to apply to get if he wants to transfer to u chicago he has his essay but there you
1: go But <laughs> u uh, chicago people say it's depressing banking place of university students who just want to sell their souls to banking corporations
0: which by the way like at wharton at columbia at basically every single top 20 school like let's chill y'all
1: I don't know why you Chicago is getting
0: most of that um, sort of stereotype. Honestly, it's it's
1: everybody. All the top finance schools, but U Chicago, it has this culture, like this new, sort of nerdy culture. You can see it with the essay questions, like sort of quirky,
0: quirky. Yeah, yeah
1: quirky. That would be the right word, like quirky. It's it appeal appeals to a very select sort of people, but to those people, it completely matches them.
0: I think there's, I think there's a, like a larger conversation about like finding a culture of school that kind of fits you that we can talk about but i think like the takeaway for school, brainstorming ideas for for school specific essays in general is that you really want to tailor what you're writing about to how you feel like the school is right if the school like if you're applying to vanderbilt or duke like in the sec big big sports schools a like boston college a big state school like ut or a&m here in texas and you write about how you hate sports that's a very tone-deaf thing to do And that does not fit the culture of those schools it would be a very bad idea to apply to duke and be like i hate sports especially the duke football uh basketball team also don't confuse football and basketball like other tip (laughs) Um, um, but try to get a sense of what the school is like and tailor your essays to be that way especially when you're brainstorming think about that what is the culture of the school and and think as if think using that culture of the school as a framework for brainstorming
1: and especially if you're applying to saint to anford <laughs> with its five or six supplemental essays make sure you devote a, a very significant time to each of them because i'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why they don't release their admission statistics anymore
0: otherwise the saint will curse you
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh so far my essay experience has been good I'll keep pushing up and uh hopefully by december i'll have everything together and ready to go
0: all right well that was it about our essay about you know brainstorming our essay our podcast about brainstorming essay idea essay ideas thank you all so much for listening i hope you got some cool tips out of this i'm actually very curious about what our listeners are writing like we've had a couple of listener emails but i'm telling you every listener email i get i get super excited so send us emails Um, we're admissions.uncovered at gmail.com sean and i will look at it we'll laugh at it we'll brainstorm together it'll be fun so send us an email thanks so much for listening